April showers brings May flowers. I hope everyone has been enjoying the wacky weather and the spring season. It always motivates me to want to get out and do some gardening or take a nice walk in a flower garden. On this episode of Grab It Bazaar Sex News, I'm going to be answering more letters from my friends. And for those of you who are just joining me and don't know what friends is, it's slang for fans who have become friends as well. So let's get started. Our first letter is from Pennsylvania. It's a male. He asks, do you think this generation of both men and women know the difference between courting a person and dating a person? And do you think that there is still value in learning that? First of all, great question. I think in this day and age, people do not know the difference between courting someone and dating someone. And I'm going to try to explain it the best way that I know how. When you are dating someone, you are making dates with them. You're saying, okay, we're going to have dinner at 7 o'clock or we're going to go to the movies Tuesday night and we're going to go together. And when you're exclusively dating someone, that means that you don't have anyone else that you're going to the movies with or going to dinner with. However, that does not mean that you are romantically inclined or that you guys are sexually active. Now we go to courting. Courting a person is when you both have decided that you guys want to take it to another level and you are exclusive and it is based upon the intention of marriage. So you may decide after you guys have dated and went on a few dates together that you enjoy each other's company so then your suitor then would come to your house with flowers he would actually want to hang out with your family he wants to get to know everything about you because again courting is based on the intention of marrying so you're not going to be seeing anybody not going to be talking to anybody you are in an exclusive foundation building type of relationship so that is the difference between dating and courting and I think that's where a lot of confusion comes in with the dating world today because you hear people say well we're dating each other and then you'll hear someone say well yeah we were just going on a couple of dates it wasn't that big of deal so we want to be very very careful that when we say dating and courting that we are being very specific with our lingo so just make sure when you are dating someone that you say honey we're dating and you say this is dating we are making specific dates times to meet have fun etc etc when we are courting that means that there is a certain level of expectation that has been reached from the dating and now we have to go further higher further faster right so we're going to see each other every night we're going to um go on special dates with our friends our mutual friends we're going to do things that married couples would do because we're training to go towards that level that was a great question thank you for asking
This letter comes from Hawaii. It's from a female. I made an exception to my dating rule. I am a very healthy person who lives a very health conscious lifestyle. I drink casually and I do not smoke or use recreational drugs. I met my current boyfriend at my gym. We have the same interests and we get along very well. His parents love me and vice versa with mine. There's just one thing. I hate smoking and have made it a point not to be around or even associate with anyone with that habit. A few weeks after we started dating seriously, my boyfriend admitted that he vaped. I told my boyfriend that I did not care if he vaped and only vaped. But lately, we have been spending more and more time together and he has let me begin to spend the night at his house. I keep finding marijuana, cigar guts, and empty liquor bottles. He promised me he was only vaping, but evidence is pointing otherwise. I really love him, but I am scared that I might lose him based on his actions. What should I do? First off, thank you so much for trusting me with this letter. And um, I want to say this is something that you guys can overcome, um, depending on how serious you guys are. And you have to also decide how much of a deal breaker this is for you. Because obviously, if you went against your dating rules and you made that exception, he must be a very, very great guy. And you said that his parents like you and and your parents like him. Honey, you better hold on to that. Because that is very hard to find. Because there's always somebody who don't, that's my baby. I don't like that gal. So it's really cool that you found someone like that. So um, I think it sounds like you have not nagged him about it. And it sounds like you haven't even brought it up, which I commend you. You're such a good girlfriend. And that's something that I think we all need to, you know, remember as girlfriends. We can't be nags. If we notice a problem, we need to woman up and we just need to address the problem. So I'm going to say this to you, my female friend in Hawaii. You got to woman up and you got to address this problem. And if you don't want to be confrontational about it, where you like, hey, motherfucker, where did all this motherfucking shit come from? Because <laughs> you don't have to do that. You can always wait until he, um, you know, has you spend the night or if you know that evidence is going to be there. Or if you don't know it's going to be there, you may want to take a picture of it. You may want to start taking a picture of it. And then, or the next time he invites you over to his house and you see something like that, you want to address it. And it doesn't even have to be flippant and anything like that. Just, hey, are, what are these in the trash? And honestly, that is going to give you your ammunition for what else you need to say. Because based on that answer, it's going to tell you if he's going to be honest with you or if he's going to lie to you. And I think, honestly, he probably knows that you are a stickler about cigarette smoke. You're a stickler, you know what I mean, when it comes to your health. So he may not want to hear you gripe about it. Or it just may be out of respect for you that he hides the rest of that stuff and he's just scared that he may lose you. So you may want to make sure that you have this conversation from a place from love 
like honey I love you but I'm noticing some things that maybe we want to talk about and he'll say what and you can say well the cigar guts in the trash um if if you're doing recreational marijuana you know that's not my thing and I really hope that that's not something you're doing and another thing is does he even know that it's a deal breaker for you because I think sometimes we do a silent sacrifice for the people we love we won't tell them that that was a deal breaker but we'll tell all of our friends that it was a deal breaker you know so make sure that he knows that like honey you know I don't date people who smoke I sacrifice this for you and in turn you're not looking for him to throw himself on the blade you're just looking for some reciprocity you're looking for him to open up and want to move forward with that so I mean your answer will come once you have that conversation. And I think this conversation is is easily handled. And I think if he loves you, he will get it together. And why not be that shining example for him? You know, I will help you. I will help you quit smoking. I will help you monitor your marijuana intake. I will help you monitor your vaping. I will help you. And then you also maybe want to go to quit.com and you may want to let him see that you know quitting is a process it's not an overnight thing but he can do it with patience exercise and strong will and thank you so much for that letter that was great This letter is from a female in Georgia. I'm answering a lot of female questions today and I'm digging it. Keep sending in those letters. You can send them to my email address, jessicagrabbitb at gmail.com or you can just DM them on my Twitter. It's at jessicagrabbit. Um, I'm always anonymous. I just use your state and your sex because I think people like that a little better. I don't like to put nobody on blast. So this one is from a female in Georgia and it reads, Dear Jessica, I have a fiance. Before we met, I dated a junior pastor. Ooh, girl, so you got a good hat collection. (laughs) And me and my fiance were having a hard time. And it just so happened that the junior pastor reached out to me at the same time. Okay. I have been having a strictly sexual relationship with the junior pastor for the past three months. Ooh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I also recently found out he is a senior pastor and is the head of a big church and has a wife and a child on the way. What should I do? Well, you both need to be on Greenleaf ASAP. (laughs) No. Okay, well... I think you know the answer to this, but since you wrote me, I will go ahead and answer it. Um, I always say that cheating is not about your partner. It's about you. So this letter, as vague as it is, you and your fiance were having a hard time, um, lets me know that maybe you need to find a different coping mechanism because sex can be used as a coping mechanism and I know some of you are gonna go what but think about it whenever you're stressed out whenever you're really happy whenever you're in a good mood we either turn to liquor sex or drugs so it's a coping mechanism and 
I also want to say one word. Fiance. <laughs> you have a fiance, ma'am. You don't have a boyfriend. You don't have a guy that you're dating. Or, you know, you have a highfalutin fiance. So you should not even be entertaining this pastor. Um, also, want to go back to the cheating. Um, I don't think you realize and maybe you don't, and I'm not trying to harp on you, but cheating, even if it's not about your partner, it's still really hurtful to your partner because you're basically in this relationship together and you cheating is basically hurting him. It will make him feel that he is incompetent. It will make him feel some type of way in his spirit. So that's why I say the cheating is not okay. And... I think um, therapy could have probably worked that hard time out. And this junior pastor that you have strictly been having a sexual relationship with for the past three months, you want to start cutting him off immediately because no good can ever come from this type of karma. He is a man of God. He is supposed to be living a godly, just life. He has a wife and a child on the way. This could ruin him. This could ruin you. This could ruin everybody's lives in just that instant. So what I think you should do is I think you need to come clean with your fiance. Because I think if you don't, you are not going to have a fiance. And I think you really need to start with why you had the problems to begin with not why you cheated and I know that sounds backward and it sounds crazy but that's what you need to address there is a reason that you decided to go out on a limb and cheat with with your junior pastor and it and it was a stressor what was that stressor and you need to identify it and then you need to go ahead and let him know because you owe it to your partner to be transparent and honest. Because, hey, let's say Junior Pastor decided he wanted to flit around with some other girls, you know, to help them cope. And next thing you know, you've got VD. You've got MCG. You've got super gonorrhea. You've got something that you can't get rid of. And guess who you gave it to? The fiance. The poor fiance. So you want to clean this up as soon as possible. You also, after you do the transparency and you're coming clean I would be woman enough to put him put the pastor on blast with his wife as well as himself and I would make sure that everybody knew just so that my conscience was clean because if he is cheating on her again a cheater's gonna cheat the hater's gonna hate so you may not be the only woman so you need to always let people know what's going on and his wife may not even know what's going on and she deserves that honesty as well am I saying ruin a home a wreck a happy home it already sounds like you've done that so this isn't gonna be anything else this is just you bringing it to a head I think after you do all of this you're gonna have some very angry folks and you may even be angry with yourself and I would ask that you would have a strong support group when you do this and I would also ask that you would seek counseling because you're going to have a lot of feelings that come up from this I also um, would say that 
just remember that you are not a bad person. You just had a bad slip up and you had bad behavior, but you are not a bad person and your behavior does not reflect who you are on the inside. And no matter what, somebody will love you and somebody will give you the love that you deserve as well as your fiance if he chooses to no longer be your fiance. I'm really, you know, bummed about this letter because I don't feel like I've given you any like good news about it. But I think the the number one thing that you're going to have to do in this situation is you're going to have to be honest with everybody. Because what is that saying? The truth shall set you free. And sometimes the truth is a double-edged sword. It'll cut you. It'll cut everybody else around you. But the best policy is always to be honest, especially when you're dealing with someone who is in the spiritual realm. Because you don't know what kind of karma that could come back on you. And that's really why you're doing it. So thanks for that. Our last and final letter comes from a male and a female from Illinois. The letter reads, Dear Jessica, when is the right time to move in with your significant other? Oh, that's such a cute letter. So it sounds like you guys are ready to take the step. I would say for me personally, the right time to move in with your significant other is when you both feel that you are financially able to do so without the constraints of moving. So if you guys are living in the same state, it's relatively easy to move in together. And I usually say, wait at least two to five years, depending on your dating situation. If you trust him or her, then you can move in. And then another thing is, if your partner is not as clean as you are, you may want to wait on that because that could cause a serious issue. And if you are not a very clean roommate, you may want to wait on that as well. Because that's basically what it is when you move in together. It's solidifying the relationship even more. Because I think when you first start moving in with people, you're just like, yes, girl, we're going to get to have so much sex. We're going to get to have sex in the living room. We're going to get to have sex in the kitchen. We can have sex whenever we want. But then reality hits and it's like, oh my gosh, yes, we can have, we can have sex wherever we want. But unfortunately, we can't have sex on the floor because you left all your fucking socks. Or, oh my gosh, I would love to have sex with you on the couch. But remember, you spilled that rotten milk and now our couch stinks. <laughs> like, it just... It's a never-ending thing. So just make sure that you're being realistic about it as well. So make sure that you have clean roommate habits. Make sure that you have real expectations. And you also want to make sure that you have the finances for it. And you also want to make sure that this is not something that you're doing because it's an emergency. You should never want to live with somebody because you don't have anywhere else to go. It should never feel like that. This should feel like this man is for me, this woman is for me, or vice versa. This person is for me. And I want to take it to that next step. And that next step of building our relationship foundation is moving in together and having a shared space. And it is very common for shared spaces to get dirty faster. So... Be 
organized and I know well we're in love and things will happen because he loves me or she loves me or they love me no it doesn't happen like that because everybody this is reality so be organized make sure that hey Monday Tuesdays and Wednesdays we're gonna clean this Tuesday Thursdays and Saturdays we're gonna clean this this is your side of the bed this is my side this is your part of the dresser this is mine we keep all of our common living areas clean make sure that you are organized with this so that way it takes the stress off of it because there's nothing worse than stressors in a new relationship because then you say things you don't mean and then you kind of well I kind of did mean it no you didn't really mean it it's just a new stressor and the last thing about moving in together is it's your first place together so have fun Make it cozy, make it whatever you want it to be because this is your nest. This is the nest which you're going to build out of and hopefully you guys will move forward with marriage and if marriage isn't in the cards you guys will move forward with getting a dog or an animal or a pet of some sort and after the pet more plants and you guys will make even more decisions together and it will eventually feel like a home but the most important thing you want to remember is you are moving in with this person because it is the next logical step to take in the relationship this is an integral part of a foundation stone in your relationship so you want to take that step and move in am i saying all relationships you need to move in with your partner no because there are some very successful relationships where they live in separate houses but they have a wonderful relationship and they still love each other the same so this is really about how you feel and how you want to form your relationship so what's that gonna look like you guys let me know i'd love to hear it thanks for the letter Well, that's all the time we have. Until next time, remember, be good or be good at it. Bye.